Hello there, and welcome to the Stay Off My Lawn podcast, where we'll have a little fun, lots of laughs, and discussions on the common sense that needs to be applied to a lot of today's world news issues. And now, the disclaimer. Stay Off My Lawn is not intended as legal, medical, or financial advice. Void where prohibited, no purchase necessary to win. Open to legal U.S. residents 18 or over in the contiguous 48 states. Any resemblance to anyone living or deceased is purely coincidental. Actual price may vary. Only use as directed, not a member of FDIC. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Richard. All right, and welcome back. This is episode 10 of uh, Stay Off My Lawn. Uh, Mike? (laughs) Our studio audience is all excited because it's number 10. They are. Well, you know, the keys for the uh, Mercedes that we left for everybody in our our attending audience. Hey, they're all, listen to that excitement (laughs) from the... In the studio, proud. They're they're just going crazy, guys. Guys, you're 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 gonna just back it off a little. It's okay. Thank you. We appreciate it. You get a Mercedes, yeah, and you get a Mercedes, and you get a Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, everybody wins. It's a, it's episode ten. Episode ten. Here we are. And uh, <laughs> uh, you can stay connected with our show a couple of different ways. The website is stayoffmylawn.us. And of course, the email and the phone number and all that stuff is on there. I get in trouble when I say it too fast, so I'm not going to say it at all. Here we go. <laughs> it's only because you sound like, all right, now give it a little bit. We got five now. Give it now. Damn, our number is already not out of If I could do that, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not far from it when you give out our phone number. And, and don't forget, if you leave us a five-star review on iTunes and mention Richard's mustache, you get a shout out on the show. Yeah, you get a Mercedes and you get a Mercedes. Anyway, <laughs> oh, we're going to start off with Trump is still not indicted. Oh, I think they've, they've, they've started thinking about that again. <laughs> Started thinking about well, it. I, th- I think they've they've realized that this could be uh, political motivating for him, politically motivating for his 2024 campaign. Uh, it, right after they put the notice out there that they were going to arrest him, and Trump actually said, "If you're going to arrest him, and I'm going to have to appear in court, I want to be in handcuffs." Turn the tables he on him. <laughs> He's going, you're going to do it. You might as well go whole hog. And then it wasn't long before even Democratic pundits, Republican pundits, um, uh, DeSantis and somebody else even said, he's just going to, you're taking his popularity and skyrocketing it. Through the roof, yep. (laughs) And they're going, whoa, 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 that's not what this was supposed to, that's not what was supposed to happen. Exactly. He was supposed to be crying. You know, a lot of these guys have been salivating for years about seeing him in handcuffs. And uh, it's just... You got to think about these charges too. These charges are probably the most uh, benign charges compared to, you know, the the Russia collusion, which turned out to be a hoax, and and the the conversation with uh, Zelensky. I think at one point it, it was it, it, these were all very could have been very serious if there was any meat to them. But this is about a campaign finance thing that didn't really happen because Stormy Daniels even admitted nothing even happened. You know, it just seems like the most benign thing that they could come up with. And now they're going to, they're going to really get him this time. They're going to get him this time. What, you know, go ahead and get him if you got something. No skin off my nose, but it's just not working out for him. It's all just political play. And the only reason that it gets any traction whatsoever is because they have the propaganda machine on their side. 
And it's, it's the type of stuff that just causes issues. Um, when you have the media, if you look back at it, another world leader in years past, <laughs> and we were talking about mustaches earlier, yes. um, <laughs> uh, that's what it was, was they're doing. And in this day and age where all you got to do is uh, as one of the, <laughs> one of the uh, ladies were asking in, in one of the shows that I did, we were trying to remember what the name of uh, Dagwood and Blondie's uh, children were called and oh their gosh. daughter is cookie. And if I remember right, I still haven't looked it up yet, but I used to read that all the time. I did too. And their, their boy is Alexander. If I remember. Oh, you know, but they asked, uh, do you have the Google? <laughs> do you have the Google? So, yeah. That's what they asked. Do you have the Google? Yeah. What? I bought it I last year. Yeah. <laughs> I do. It's right here between my ears. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's about as accurate but it, sometimes. It's the same thing. It's like, come on, look this stuff up. Get some different sources. Yeah. Now you've heard me say it umpteen times. I watch both sides of stuff and I can see where what was filmed and what was there and then how it's talked about over here. And you go, that's not actually what happened. What the hell were you looking at? Yeah, yeah. It's just propaganda flat ass out and out tell a lie so big that you go well that can't be a lie it must be the truth exactly. <laughs> nope and exactly. tell it often enough and it will start being believed everybody's got an agenda uh, i think that's where where all this is and you know i didn't really want to talk too much about the the school shooting that happened yesterday today is the 28th of uh, of march uh, because i think it's disrespectful to to the the victims and and it's it, it's a terrible thing we'll we'll go we'll go uh we'll start off with that it's a terrible thing three children three adults and the uh and the shooter uh, have all been uh, passed away and um but i will say this uh the, <laughs> there's a, a quote from Rahm Emanuel from back during the Obama administration, he said, never let a serious crisis go to waste. And what I mean by that is an opportunity to do the things you think you could not do before. Um, so if you looked at uh, the way Biden came out and the way Corinne Jean-Pierre came out immediately afterwards, within a couple of hours, you and I were talking about this off the air, within a couple of hours, it, it, the agenda of the anti-gun lobby and this whole, you know, we, we, you know, Congress needs to act and we need to get guns out of, out of people's hands. Um, you know, they, they did not let this crisis go to waste. Uh, yeah. Let, uh, get guns out of people's hands. I, I, it has not, the gun didn't march in there on its own volition. You've got a mental illness issue and then you're pumping drugs into this individual who it didn't take long was a transitioning individual. Mm -hmm. And uh, for all intents and purposes, it was a male that went in. That's just for all intents and purposes. We'll say it correctly. Yeah. Um, that's what it was. It was somebody that, maybe they went to that school over 10 years ago and you're just now, and they went to that one because it was, had less, um, it was an easier criteria to hit, if you will. Yeah. yeah. That's basically what it amounted to. And, and it's just, that, that's just wrong. And then ABC news, I saw them talking about it and there, they were the same way that propaganda hit right quick. And this is what everybody needs to be saying the same thing. They're all in lockstep. And it's like, what the hell? And you know, what really got my attention at first is that, you know, they said that it, when the first report came out, it said it looked like a teenage female 
And I thought, females? It's like 98% of these shooting things, these mass shootings end up being male. I thought that was just extremely interesting. And I wanted to know more about what in the world, because women normally are, are not that aggressive and not wanting to kill other people unless you leave the toilet seat up or whatever. But I mean, <laughs> coming from a house of four with four females in it. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> turned out be, being a trans woman, which we're going to talk more about uh, Women's History Month and, and the trans situation here in a little bit. I think it's going to be next segment. But, uh, you know, I mean, that that kind of helped sell the paper or, or, or sell the, the teaser. You know, it's a female and everybody wanted, wanted to tune in. I bet the... Uh, I bet the ratings for the, the the news last night was through the roof until they found out, oh, gosh, it's one of those. So, I mean, but, you know, our our, our, our prayers are with the, the, the victims' families and, and everything. I, I cannot, I cannot even imagine. Um, Send your kid to school and they never come home again. That's, yeah. that's just wrong. It is wrong. It's, it's, it's terrible. Um, but let's switch gears here a little bit. Uh, we, we just saw last, last weekend, I think it was, that there was yes. a, uh, a news story about, the, it seemed to be everywhere. Once I looked it up and I, I had heard about it on talk radio and I thought, nah, this is, this is fake. Uh, but it's not fake. There was an asteroid that came very close to the Earth uh, last week. It's about halfway between us and the moon. It flew closer uh, than the moon. It's uh, it passed by at 175 kilometers to the Earth. The moon is 384 kilometers. Um, but the, the, the news story started out saying that the uh, this asteroid is a sign of is the size of 22 tuna. <laughs> Do we measure stuff at the size of tunas? <laughs> What? I hadn't heard that one. Twenty. It's like, yeah. Um, And then they were saying, but has the explosive possibility if it were to hit the Earth was, I forget how many megatons of explosives to it when it would make big hole in Earth. Boom. (laughs) Big hole. And and they were using something similar. I hadn't heard the tuna one. (laughs) That's. You t- get your Google machine out and put in 22 tuna and you will see nothing. You will see the f- <laughs> Google machine. Get You'll see the first 20 stories will be about this asteroid. 22 tuna. Oh my gosh. I don't know how big one tuna is. I mean, tuna can vary in size. You've got bluefin. You've got, I don't know. I just don't know. Does the average person know how big a tuna is? I mean, I don't. I don't know. It's. I've never been on a tuna boat, so <laughs> I I'm going to say not a clue, other than pictures, and that doesn't do it justice. Now, and, dolphins, I've touched and and been with dolphins, but how big is a tuna compared some, to a dolphin? Some I don't of these know. Pacific tuna. I saw a picture because I was curious after I saw this story, and it's like they were, you know, so they can be as big as an average size man. You know, they're they're, they're they can be very big. Uh, of course, they crunch that down in a little can, which is really amazing. But they, but some of these tuna, I would imagine other other species. How in the world? I swear right by me. Sorry, <laughs> it was like. What did he just say? I, 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 I just threw that out there. That was just a little extra information. But it, but with the different uh, types of tuna, could it be, you know, there's, there's got to be smaller tuna out there. There's not, you know, the albacore. Those are the 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 white, the whiteies of the, of the ocean, I guess. The, the, you know, then they're, they're always awful. Um, so anyway, uh, this is not the first time that uh, asteroids have been compared to strange Size or have been compared to strange items. In March of 2022, asteroid 
2022 EB5 was said to be half the size of a giraffe. And it impacted Earth, but it caused no damage. The same thing happened when an asteroid 2022 WJ1 harmlessly exploded around Lake Ontario in late November. Um, Let me see. The more recent example in 2023 in February, uh, an asteroid, they said, twice the size of a Super Bowl trophy. (laughs) I don't don't know. I... I've not been in the same what? room as a Super Bowl. Who the hell is giving out these measurements? I don't you know, know, I think the tuna thing came from somebody who was having lunch. <laughs> hey, you know what would be? And I'm going to read you because I put in my Google machine. <laughs> I put in 22 tuna-sized asteroid. Guess what came up? Tw- at least but 20 this stories. isn't one of those smaller asteroids <laughs> at... <laughs> and at 90 meters, people can't figure out oh. how big 90 meters are, see? Asteroid 23DZ2, it has a name, by the way. Yes. Call it by its name, please. Sorry. It's 2023DZ2. <laughs> hey, man, he's a rapping <laughs> asteroid, I guess. I don't know. Is considerably larger than a fish. Assuming their maximum length of four meters, that's what they're saying, oh, how I big see. a tuna is. And I'm going to have to convert meters to inches in a minute because uh, I ain't thinking the good. same thing. What the heck? I mean, what, do I look European to you? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's why you're giving me that look. And I haven't done this. <laughs> anyway, assuming their maximum length of four meters, the asteroid size is as much as over 22 Atlantic. We're being specific here. Atlantic bluefin tuna fish lined up in a row mouth to tail come on come on boys get in a row let's go we got to measure you up here well four meters is 13 feet for those of you keeping score uh but (laughs) but 22 tuna like you said where did these people come up there was one more um a few days after that super bowl trophy one a meteor the size of get this a pembroke welsh corgi Weighing as much, weighing, weighing as much as four baby elephants, actually managed to impact the Earth in Texas. <laughs> the weight of four baby elephants. I don't know how much a baby elephant weighs. Just give me a weight, even if it's even if it's metric, I, I, I'll be fine. Just. <laughs> I can convert. I know how to do that. Yeah. I have it in my phone where yeah. it'll do it automatically. I'm so smart. I've done the uh, Google yeah, machine. So, uh, and... For those of you who are listening in the U.S. and not <laughs> in Britain, that would be 286 feet, which is just short of a length of a football field. That's a big rock that in is. the U.S. That'll make a one big ass hole. But wouldn't wouldn't that be just so much better? This has got to be NASA that's putting this stuff out. Why in the world would they put it in in size of tuna or or Welsh a Pembroke Welsh corgi? Are you serious? <laughs> that had to be from a UK channel. Oh my, gosh. Oh my lord! Yeah, two hundred eighty six feet is just shy of football fields. Three hundred feet. Well, you got, uh, yeah, um, 300 feet, which is 100 yards. I would think that would sting a little bit if it landed on your house. Um, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it might cause you to call the insurance. 
<laughs> if you can Just reach the phone it. from your detached hand after uh, uh, yeah anyway i just thought that was pretty interesting 22 tuna just in case we 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 missed out no it didn't hit us thankfully uh 22 tuna and is roughly the size of a football field just in, for those of you keeping score anyway uh coming up after the break we are going to talk a little bit about women's history month we're coming to a close with that and uh so yeah just hang in there for that we'll be right back this is the Stay Off My Lawn Show and Podcast. The grumpy old men you know and love will be right back. Hi, I'm Jimmy Buffett. Save the Manatee Club has helped to protect imperiled manatees and their aquatic habitat for decades, but there's still more work to be done. Threats from cold weather, red tides, pollution, and boat collisions continue to take their toll on the manatee. So let's work together to safeguard the manatees and the places they call home. Be the friend they need. Visit SaveTheManatee.org. Thank you. All right, welcome to uh, segment two. And uh, we were just talking off the air while the commercial was playing that uh, we went to a food truck thing this past weekend. Uh, There's a winery close by to me uh, called um, uh, Big Door Winery. And they had a food truck where they had, they sold lobster. It's called Cousin's Lobster. They have a uh, uh, restaurant in Marietta, Georgia. And and we have not been to the restaurant, but we figured we'd give this a try. Now it's rather expensive, but man, we got... um, uh, lobster tail with tater tots and and uh, I mean it was it it was fantastic. It was one of the sweetest lobster tails I've ever had. Uh, so shout out to cousins. Uh, they're not paying me for this. <laughs> Cousins uh, Lobster in Marietta, Georgia. But, you know, some of these food trucks are really stepping it up. We've got a food truck parked down, uh, down too, not too far from me where they have great Chinese food and, and great Mexican foods. I mean, I, you just can't, you can't judge a book by its cover anymore. So you, yeah, you've got a place uh, you go to. Uh, well, it's it's up the the road for me. Literally, I'm out in the country. So food trucks, if it's not going by on the highway, <laughs> we don't have food <laughs> trucks out here. Let's just put it that way. It's a, a farmer's market, and it's called Red Top Market. And so in the summertime, they have a thing called Thirsty Thursday, and they just put in four taps. You had to buy your beer uh, from cans. But okay. it was not that big a deal. They had one that I liked that was from Michigan. They had quite a variety, and it was two bucks a can. I don't care. It was oh, that's not bad. two bucks a can. Big deal. Um, but they have different food trucks that come every week. So you go. They ha- would have a band out front. Uh, and again, it's a red top market. It's close to my house. Uh, I say a neighbor. They're three miles up the road. Yeah, yeah. I'm out in the boonies. Yeah. Um, and every week would be a different food truck from smoke pork and all that would come and they had a smoker and it's all oh, it's awesome stuff to pizza trucks oh. now there was two different pizza trucks you talk about well it's just a food truck no your pizza was cooked in a wood fired oven an italian the domed with the tile and all that inside the pizza truck inside wow. the truck I can't imagine in the summer when it's 108 degrees and they're in there cooking pizzas. <laughs> oh my God, that's got to be it's, hot. It's a weight loss program. Uh, I mean, yeah. And all of a sudden, I, I can see the truck and everything. I can't think of the name of it. Dead burn it. Really good people. And there was two of them. One was better than the other one. We liked the crust. So it's, it's all different, whatever. But it was fun. You could go up there and try different food every week. Yeah. What do they got? Ooh, their stuff's kind of expensive. Oh, well, that one. Actually, the pizza 
you know, it was maybe a 12 inch pizza for 15 bucks, but it was sausage and pepperoni and stuff on it. And it's like, this is awesome. And the wife and I shared it and it was enough for us. Yeah. But food trucks are, it's just a small kitchen's all it is. Yeah. They can't afford to get a brick and mortar and they go around and they work their tail off just like a regular restaurant. Yeah. And some of them do quite well. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that they all actually work probably harder because they are in such a confined space and they have to, they, they have to kind of limit the menu and, and what they do actually uh, give you is, is very high quality. Uh, some of the stuff, you know, at that food truck place that we have down there, it's about seven miles from us. Um, at any given weekend, there's probably 12 of them in there serving up a variety of different food. Some of it's pizza, some of it's Chinese, and it, it's, it's, most of it is very, very good. Some of it is so overpriced though. There's one place that had the, the Biro tacos and, um, you get three of them for like $18. It's like, nah, <laughs> I did that once and no, I'm not doing that again. It just, it was uh, good. Yeah, we had a taco goodness. truck that had shredded beef and stuff in it and you, and you could get shredded beef, pork, chicken. And I think they had three and we did that. And it's like, well, you get two of those. I'll get these. And then we swap stuff and I have one and now you have See, one. Now and that's okay. So yeah. We, we tried it all and it was really good. And actually three of them, they were not shy on the meat. That's awesome. They were hard shell and they were full. Yeah, it was uh, off the grid pizza. You're welcome off the grid pizza. I thought we'd give you a shout out out here. It's a freebie. Oh, their truck is just beautifully painted and done up. It's very nice and it's a clean environment and just wonderful people. And they work, they're a family and the husband and wife are in there and in a small truck making pizzas and they haven't killed each other yet. I was so, say, hey, they still, that's a really good they still get along seemingly. It's, it's, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, no, we, we love that. Anyhow. Yeah. That's uh, you're making my mouth water. I love wood fired <laughs> oven pizza. That's I like to do mine on the grill with the smoker box going yum, yum, yum. <laughs> We're meeting the kids out for, uh, to eat here pretty soon. So I'm, I'm actually <laughs> oh, getting, I'm getting lathered up pretty good here. So <laughs> Uh, what we have, uh, Women's History Month is coming to a close. Oh, yeah. yeah, I hate that. Uh, but let's recap on how some of this stuff has gone this mo- this month, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, uh, well, let's, let's put it this way. The White House has give gave uh, a Women of Courage Award to a biological man, which was kind of... Uh, Kind of weird to see. Uh, File that under Oyve. Um, ESPN has honored Leah Thomas for Hi- Women's History Month as being she's just so brave. Um, the USA Today has included a biological man in their Women of the Year list. And uh, last week, somebody named Tiffany Thomas won first place in a New York City city amateur cycling race. Uh, the feat that um, uh, that Tiffany said that the race made her feel like a superhero. Uh, Tiffany is one. <laughs> well, yeah, you're a man in a women's race. You're Tiff- going to feel very superior because you're going to kick all their butts. I think she started She started doing this when she was 40. He, she, whatever. Uh, and she's won several times since taking up the sport in 2018. Figure them odds. <laughs> um, so, I mean... It just seems getting crazier. I don't, I've, I've not yet, and maybe it's because of where I live, but I have not yet met a woman that thought this was a good thing. No, uh, they're they're not real happy about it. Uh, and whether women want to uh, like this or not, uh, you're being, if you thought you were second-class citizens before, uh, well, <laughs> men have taken over your second-class 
status and you are now third class citizens because your stuff is just keeping being pushed aside. Yeah. Yeah. You're a real woman. You're, you're a birthing person, whatever. Go aside. Look at this trend. No, 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 no. So brave and courageous though. Uh, yeah. uh, And, and we talked about the, uh, with the, Leah stuff, uh, the gal that tied with him, her, whatever, um, in a race was told we only have one trophy. So we're going to give this to Leah. And she goes, okay, I understand you only have one trophy. Can I ask why you're giving it to Leah? Well, it's for the photo op optics. It's all about optics, man. Actually told her that was the reason is because you're just a female, but this is a, male that says they're a female with still all your body parts of a, you still have all the stuff that makes you way stronger and think about it he she Leah tied with a female when he was racing as a male in college um swim meets and stuff he was ranked like 400 something Well, now that he's racing against females, he's way up the, he, she is way up the list. Mm. And that's just not right. No, no, no. I mean, because (laughs) unfortunately, I mean, this is not uh, Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. You know, Bobby Riggs was a has-been and and the whole thing. And, but that was, that was legitimate though. I mean, she, she whooped his tail, which is great. Yeah. Um, um uh, speaking of uh old uh just old, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, uh uh past uh, uh Martina Navratilova mm. said this stuff with having uh males saying they're female playing against women, that's gotta stop. Yeah, she is flat out against it, really? period. I had not heard that. That's great. I mean it just came out just because it's women's and like we're saying and seeing all this and a lot of these female athletes that have been doing things says, no, that's, that's wrong. No, no, no. I think if you're a female athlete, I think everybody needs to stand up and say, this is crap. This is stupid. There's no reason for this. I've worked my tail off my whole life for, you know, God forbid, if you, any of you out there have, have uh, daughters that are working towards uh, a scholarship or whatever in some sport, I mean, there, you're just one weirdo guy that thinks he's a woman that has gender dysphoria that want, that can take that away from her. I, the, the worst, I, it just seems like, seems like there's a gas leak and, and only a handful of people are affected and the rest of us are like going, what in the world is going on? You know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm, I'm just so, uh, I'm so over. There's a thing called chat, chat GPT and I'll be honest with you, it's some yes. kind of AI thing and I, I don't understand it whatsoever. I, I don't, I've not been a part of that, but they put out a poll recently and they said, it was, I think it was 70 and normally these are young people they poll, uh, but they said like 70% of the people said that if you're a single guy and you refuse to date a trans woman then there's something wrong with you then you you're a you're a transphobe or you're something whatever but you know i mean yeah, i don't want to date a guy no i mean Just, but no. The, the pieces parts matter you know and I, I don't want i don't want to see the same pieces parts that i've got it's just one of those things i don't i don't understand i don't understand that how in the world is that a problem I mean, I'd have a problem with somebody's mental capabilities if they think that's okay. Eh, you know, so what? If they've got the same parts I have. Um, 
But anyway, <laughs> there, there is some hope that common sense is prevailing a little bit, though. Uh, in some places, the 19th state, which is Wyoming, recently banned trans women to compete in women's sports, saying that they have to compete in the gender that they were born in. Unfortunately, Georgia, my home state, is, is not on that list. So No, you have Atlanta. You have a large metropolitan area that is usually in the, the areas of the U.S. that's leftist. Yep. Yep. Period. And I and I, I will say leftist and not liberal. There is a difference. Absolutely. Oh, we were talking about that off the air too. And, and, and yeah, there's we a lot of, doing that. But the, the, I know we, we, we blow all our good stuff. Uh, <laughs> but I, 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 even, even Bill Maher and, and, uh, and a lot of those guys are saying, look, I'm a liberal. He said, but this is not liberalism. This is not what no. I believe. Um, no. but you know, Bill Maher and, and, uh, I'm trying to think of the other guy I was thinking of earlier, um, you know, these guys are not stupid. They, they have common sense. They just disagree with us politically, which this is not really political. This is not political. It's not even, and you could categorize it as moral, but it's just, it's just so ridiculous. It's like, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I, I feel bad for all these women, all all the stuff, because it's the trend and the happening thing to do, is all these uh, uh, trans women, uh, quote unquote, he's that are pretending to be she's and we're supposed to all pretend along with them, um, are the ones who they're giving out all these during women's. I know. But <laughs> they're giving out all to men. So, ladies, if you again, if you thought you were second class citizens, you have been moved to third class easily, easily. And no, normally, it's white men to really kind of put the screw in there. <laughs> Like these, yeah. are, these are white men doing this stuff. Um, the, I, I do I do have one uh, little comment that came from the International Governing Body for Track and Field, uh, the international now. Normally, these Europeans are, are uh, a little bit even more lefty than we are. Uh, but this is what he had to say. The World Athletic Council has today taken the decisive action to protect the female category uh, in our sport. Uh, and to do so by restricting the participation of transgender and DSD athletes. So none of these athletes will be eligible to compete in the World Athletics Championships in Budapest in August. That's a positive. I'll take that as a positive. Woohoo! Good yeah. for them. I think that's awesome. Yeah, if, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but if you still have all your parts there and uh, that gives you the different hormones to be stronger and that's just the way things are made sure. somebody can complain about that too i don't care yeah. but it's that's a fact of life it's just what it is well, they talked about that in the powerlifting uh, uh category and i forgot where i saw this clip but it was the the person who was uh making yes. these decisions they said the same thing they said the average woman powerlifter deadlifts 450 pounds i think it was and and it's not uncommon for an, uh, a male powerlifter to deadlift a thousand pounds. So you're, you're more than double when it comes to physical strength. We're just built differently. Any, anybody with a lick of common sense knows that we're just built differently and, and we're capable of different things. So. I haven't been doing laundry work and, and lifting and, and hefting. I still work on my property, but the wife was just complaining about that the other day. She goes, ow, I'm going, What? I just would give her, she goes, those fingers of yours are just like <laughs> my scripts. <laughs> it's like, I didn't even hardly squeeze. 
cisgender. Well, so yeah. when you grab her ankle and swing her on the room, that was probably part of the. <laughs> you might not appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, we got a break. Uh, coming back, we're going to look at uh, the San Francisco supervisor, Hillary Rowan, had some. <laughs> Had some pretty uh, interesting things to say this week. And uh, so oh. we'll talk about that. And then uh, a little bit of DEI, maybe. So, but we'll see. Uh, hang in there. We'll be right back. Nine out of ten people who listen to Stay Off My Lawn have this to say. Well, that's an hour I'll never get back. We'll take that as a compliment. The Stay Off My Lawn show and podcast continues. Next. It's tough to quit smoking. Just ask any of the 50 million Americans who continue to puff away even though they know the toll it takes on their health and longevity. When it comes to breaking this lethal habit, the most effective tool is willpower. The American Cancer Society now offers a free video for those smokers who feel they can't quit alone. Call the American Cancer Society today at 1-800-575-2424. That's 1-800-575-2424. We're back. Welcome to segment three. And we're going to jump right into this one. Uh, <laughs> the, the file this one under, oh, the irony. We need to make a sounder <laughs> for that. Uh, San Francisco supervisor Hillary Ronan lamented this week about the lack of police officers that are available in her community. Here she is. We've been begging for more footbeats and for more officers in the Mission District. I've been begging this department to give the mission what it deserves in terms of police presence all year long. And I have been told time and time and time and time again, there are no officers that we can send to mission. It hurts and I feel betrayed by the department. I feel betrayed by the mayor. I feel betrayed by the priorities of the city. It is not this board of supervisors priorities. We want our residents safe. We don't want our residents getting shot, getting assaulted, getting killed because in the mission chief, it's not theft. In the mission, people are getting shot and killed. In the mission, people are getting beat up. In the mission, people are dying, dying. They didn't die once, they died twice. Dying, dying. Um, But you know- It's it's like, uh, we defunded the police and oops. Funny thing is, crime is now rampant. I don't know how that's happening. I didn't dig it. How could that be? Yeah, she had, she did a tweet in August of 2020. It's still out there, which just shows that how, how bright she is. This is uh, in her tweet, it says, I want to make it clear that I believe strongly in defunding the police and reducing the number of officers on our force. For decades, we've had the imbalance in our city's budget with hundreds of millions of dollars going to the SFPD and to have them do work they are not qualified to do. So here's the fruits of your labor. <laughs> Oh, the to do work they're not qualified to do? What What is that supposed to mean? I don't know. I guess it's talking people off a ledge where it should be somebody that's a psychologist. I, I, I really don't know. But all I know is that she's talking out the other side of her mouth now, uh, which which is wow. the political side, maybe. Things have gone oh, kind of You know what? That's why I couldn't understand her. She didn't stand up. <laughs> That's the other side that she's talking yeah, out of as true. well. That's true. It was a little muffled. She must have been sitting on a wooden <laughs> chair. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, so a little muffled. Oh, no, it was flat on. Oh, it's like, oh, we defunded them. Holy crap, crime is really. You didn't see that coming. Well, nobody did saw that coming. I did. We well, don't have police. police departments all over the country are having trouble finding someone who wants to be an officer because of all of this garbage of you know, get rid of the police and all oh, police are nothing but a bunch of, are there some people who aren't good? Yes. That will take that. I have power and I'm going to use it. Well, those kind need to go away. Right, I right. totally agree that not every single one, but also it's a tiny, small minority that are like that. Sure. Now I'm um, very proud of my son-in-law, the one who helped make me a great grandpa. He's a pretty good kid. He is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, He's got he, swimmers um, anyway. <laughs> well, he was a Marine. You yeah, know? there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so that's someone who has had some pretty damn good training yeah. and is now going to be an officer. And he's a pretty good sized kid, like six, two or something. I mean, he's to me, six, two is big. Yeah. You know, when you're, um, well, it's bigger than me um, too. So I'm with you. Um, my, and built pretty good. Uh, just, just a really good kid. I, I, I really like him. At any rate, so now uh, he's working for a, a police force and he's being trained in in what they want and stuff. But he's come pre-trained coming out of the military being a Marine. He kind of has a good general idea of, of what might need to be in a situation. And he's got a pretty good level head on him. But they have trouble finding, man, they're almost like, can you fog a mirror and hold a gun? You're hired. Yeah. Well, I mean, when when you've got DAs, the the, the oh. whole DA offices are all lefties. Like you said, it's a difference yep. between you know Democrat liberals or whatever than than these lefties. These people want to empty the prisons. These people want they they want to almost burn the country down and and sit back and rule over that for some reason. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what they get out of all of it, but they oh, our, our vice president let people out. When yeah. uh, she was uh, in California, she was in attorney. Droves. She was attorney general in California, right? Yes, yeah. and there a lot of people were, and then would prosecute somebody because she didn't like them. Yeah. They would. It's like, wait a minute, what the? That's not how it's. That's not the way it's supposed to work. And the gentleman in New York who <laughs> we were talking about in the first segment, uh, what the heck's his name? At any rate, the attorney general in New York. Oh, Alvin Bragg. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Bragg. Um, he uh, he has let out umpteen hundreds of absolute criminals, and that's and then they can't understand why there's so much crime is rampant in New York and San Francisco and in Los Angeles because they just keep letting these people out, and they go, okay, well I'm going to stand before a judge, and I'll be out tomorrow doing the same thing yeah. I did today. Yeah. No big deal. Well, and now you've got businesses that are leaving downtown areas they're going to be just an empty shell yep. walmart has said nope we're not doing that no more in portland they flat the the two or three stores whatever that's within the portland yeah um metro area where jurisdiction metro area because portland is split by the willamette river or some oh, people okay. say the willamette but it's it's the willamette <laughs> river. just sounds wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so it's you know uh, they just said no we're not doing it they, they shut them down they are done like within the yeah. next what is today oh they're already done i think they closed them on the 25th they're no longer business. They have moved out and said bye-bye. And Starbucks in the area has left. 
um, two or three other uh, national things that were down in the area left and are gone. Uh, restaurants in downtown Portland are almost non-existent anymore. They're done. They're gone. They're going. We don't have anybody coming down here except for the people who want to rob us and, and destroy our stores. So, yeah, how, how's that defunding the police working out there, uh, folks? See, I, I guess that's where I'm. I, I, I'm just still so confused. And I've heard it explained to me before what they really want. It still doesn't make any sense to me. But it, that that's exactly what they want. They they don't want the 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 police arresting anybody because that just makes paperwork for them to turn everybody around and put them back out on the street. And then they want to empty the prisons. And it, it's it's awful for uh, political brownie points, but I, I don't understand who's looking at that thinking that's a good idea. Who who are your constituency that thinks that's a good idea? I don't understand. I, uh, who, who are you trying to please? Because it's the wrong people. Yeah. You know, if anybody's ever been a parent, uh, you know the same thing. If you, you've seen poor parenting where the kid can get away and do whatever the hell they want and there's no consequences of any kind, they're going... They're not going to do anything. Go ahead. Keep talking to me. If you've all seen the Johnny, Johnny, if you do that one more time, Johnny, Johnny, I'm going to, I'm going to get you, Johnny. If you, now I've told you, don't you do that one more time or I'm going to. And Johnny goes, yeah, right. You never have before. Why would you do it now? You know, it's one thing when your kid is like two, you know, the terrible twos is a real thing. But you know, when, when they're three, four and five, there's no excuse. I mean, because I remember my wife, my wife was much more the disciplinarian than I was, but I remember my wife would be at the grocery store and Chris would start acting up and she, she would just turn around and look at it. And she goes, she goes, I will take you outside. It was sort of like, and I just haven't, wasn't paying attention. I didn't even know what he was doing. And she, and and man, he straightened up just like that. She, we can still look at him. It's like, and have him go, what? (laughs) My mother, my mother passed away when I was 40. I I never talked back to her the whole time, my whole life. So, yeah, you know, if there's no consequences in life, doesn't take long, even for little kids to go, yeah, right. I'm going to do what I want to do, man. Uh, there's a a lady on, I think it was on uh, a deal. She might've been making a TikTok or whatever, but I would say she was in her late fifties, early sixties and, uh, the little granddaughter or grandson, whatever it was. And it was just a pretend thing. You didn't see anything happen, but was lipping off. And all of a sudden the camera goes dark (laughs) and then she goes, Oh, there you are, sugar. We're not going to do that again. Are we? Grandma don't tolerate that. Grandma knock you out. It's called the knockout game. You won't do that next time. And you know what? I'll bet you learn. That's, I mean, yeah, it was a joke and I understand that. Uh, But, you know, there's consequences in life. Uh, And and they're getting away with it at work because they've had so much problem trying to find employees that the lazy people are making it a miserable work environment. It's the same thing with defund the police. Get somebody in there and these kids, eh, I'm working maybe half the day the rest of the time. Eh, just like uh, Elon Musk had to do with all those folks at Twitter who there was some gal got hired or whatever and did a tour of Twitter before Elon Musk came in. Good Lord, they could go and have a nap. They could play ping pong. This was all while they could be paid. away from everybody, right? It was quiet. It was like a quiet yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah, and just... the cafeteria that was like, whoa, 
better than most restaurants. Our, our break room, room was about uh, 14 by 14, and all you heard was dirty jokes. So you had to eat and get <laughs> out of there. Um, but, you know, workplace, another, uh, it, it's a good segue here, but it, workplace is is, uh, is oh, there you go. turning out to be a problem here, too. We've talked before about DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, making sure the workplace is full of people with, with different races and, uh, and, and genders, whatever, you know, whatever you want to categorize people as, which I think is racist and, and misogynist in and of itself. Um, you know, because white people are awful, um, white men especially. Uh, but on the surface, you might say, you know, yeah, I, don't, I don't really like you anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, but <laughs> on the surface, you might zoom out and go, you know, if you got a whole office full of white people, what's wrong with that? Let's get, let's get some other people in the mix. You know, okay. You might, might say that there's nothing wrong with that, which I, I could, I could, totally see that. But when that's the litmus test of your hiring practices, there can be consequences whether they're intended or not. Um, uh, let's see. Jordan Peterson was interviewing this guy. He's an Oxford-educated economist. Uh, his name is Dr. Adrian Woldrich. And he was asked about this uh, kind of specifically and how it affects us in the standing in the world. And here's what he had to say. The biggest and most serious challenge to Western dominance that we've seen um, ever, which is coming from China. China is becoming more like Singapore and taking meritocracy much more seriously, both in terms of its educational system, in terms of its university system, which is both highly selective and growing. I mean, the way that the Communist Party operates, if we have America becoming less meritocratic or less enthusiastic about meritocracy, and China becoming more meritocratic or at least more enthusiastic about meritocracy, that presents the possibility of a future in which China really pulls ahead of the United States. And if you're not familiar with the word meritocracy, I had somebody ask me, what does that mean? It's like, okay, for those of you that may may have dropped out in the eighth grade, I'll tell you what the meritocracy is. It's like where where you you are uh, advanced on your own merits. You are you you get credit for things that you've done rather than things that you are. If you're uh, you're born with a big nose and they're only promoting people with big noses, how fair is that? If you're born in a certain skin color and you might say, well, that's how it's been for white, white people all, all throughout history. I, I think that you you may have just been, uh, been fed the wrong thing because since the 60s, we have made uh, huge advances in, in treating people that are not white and, and male. Personally, yeah, I, I, I'm someone who I don't care if you're pink, purple, orange, blue, or yellow. I, I really could give a flying rip. Right. If you're a good person, you work hard and you fit in and you, uh, you uh, corporations have always struggled to have a culture that you want to hire people that fit your culture. As soon as you get somebody that's outside of that culture, it's just a constant battle and mm. it's the old throw a bad apple into the box. And now you got a problem with all the other apples. Sure. And now your culture just went to, I mean, if you want to look at something that's not qualified and has been an absolute disaster, look at our vice president. Oh, I'm going to hire somebody who's of this. Okay. Good for you. Not qualified in any way, shape or form. And only had 1% trying to run for presidency because nobody wanted anything to do with her. Right. She can't keep, people in her office. So if you want to point at something, that's a good one to point at. Absolute worst disaster ever. Although our president's not much better, but 
I, I think once you make that that determination, say, look, I'm I'm only going to hire a so and so a woman that's of uh, that's from Pakistan. I mean, what kind of what kind of seriousness is that? Let's hire somebody. I don't care what color they are that that is good at their job or that is qualified or that that would really bring some value to this position or whatever. I mean, when did we take? And that's what a meritocracy is. Now, when did we when did we get so far off the rails? Apparently. China is is embracing this meritocracy attitude, this meritocratic attitude, to where uh, they're going to make advances on us in in a heartbeat. They're already probably advanced past uh, us uh, in, in technology as it is. Um, you know, we, we could we could be speaking it, Mandarin. It doesn't work. It isn't working, and it's starting to show up, especially in the leftist-run states and cities. Look what it's turned into. California is a beautiful state that is a freaking dump right now. It looks like most third world countries that have embraced socialism. That's exactly what it's happening. It's just so sad. And they're they're about to run out of money. Uh, They are actually going, oh, crap, we can't give out this kind of money for reparations in a state that never had slaves and nobody in the state was ever a slave. What, what the hell is that? Yeah. They're, they're going to go, they're about person. to go broke. Well, they've put so many stipulations on that $5 million payout too. I think it's very going to be very few people that are going to qualify, but, uh, you yep. know, but, but it looks good. It's a, it's a political thing. <laughs> um, yeah. It's another one of those, but, uh, they're not talking about it as much as they were. No. It's like, uh, Oh crap. We, can't afford this. What the hell? The Where's it going to come from? The they're running more they and more thought. people off that are leaving. And it's not just people leaving. They're going, eh, close to a million left the state than what came in. Man, no big deal. That's a lot of taxes it that is. went out. But it's the businesses that went out yeah. with them yeah. that you've lost lots of taxes they, and they, more. Those are leaving. They pay a lot of those taxes. And they're going to end up going to Florida and Texas and, and Tennessee and places where the tax atmosphere is much better for business. So, you know, they, they're going to get what they get. All right. When we come yep. back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the economy because, you know, it's the economy. To, to quote <laughs> James Carville, it's the economy, stupid. Uh, Wait, so, we have an economy? <laughs> well, as it, as such as it is. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Hang in there. It's all about common sense and fun. We'll be right back. Wow, look at Brianna do that backflip. When did she learn that? Just this week. She's been working hard at it. I hear Jordan made the junior high cross country team. Yes, he ran every morning for three months. Oh, that's great. Hey, Liz, what's Eric doing right now? Well, he just passed the seventh level of Halo. He spends all day glued to his video game. Isn't that great? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Get your kids out doing something, anything. For help, visit intermountainlive.org. Intermountain Healthcare, healing for life. All right, we're back. This is uh, episode 10. We are the last ex. Last segment of episode 10. Oh my gosh. Uh, my tongue is just not. What's not, the matter? Did your eye teeth get in the way and you couldn't see what you were saying? Was that the problem, it just Bucky? doesn't like me. <laughs> What's the matter, Bucky? Um, <laughs> uh, there's a Wall Street Journal uh, 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 poll, I think it was. And anyway, it said that 80% of people polled expect their kids to have a worse standard of living uh, that they have. And that's the worst polling in that category ever. 
Um, I mean, because the economy is is really bad. Like we, to quote James Carville, like I was talking about earlier, he he said back in the early '90s, it's the economy stupid, and uh, he said a lot of things that I don't necessarily think is very bright. But he was very good on that. Uh, <laughs> seems like every day there's more bad news. But uh, there was a, a an interview. You ever heard of Art Laffer? You ever heard of this guy in the Laffer Curve? No. I, I mean, it sounds familiar, but I, I think I know what you're going to talk about. But go ahead. It's uh, I, I just saw something about that in the last week or two. Yeah, he's, he's an American economist uh, and author who first gained prominence during the Reagan administration as a member of Reagan's uh, Economic Policy Advisory Board. Laffer was best known as for his Laffer Curve. Uh, it's an illustration of the theory that there exists some tax rate between zero and 100% that will result in maximum revenue for government. And in certain circumstances, it will reduce taxes for everybody, which I think he's, you know, when you when you zoom out, you might be able to say, well, that would be a flat tax because that flat tax would increase uh, uh, revenue for the federal government and, and, uh, and kind of reduce our burden because 13% or whatever would be certainly less than what we're paying now. Uh, but he was asked recently by Glenn Beck about our current economic crisis and him being a, uh, a, a, a optimist at heart. Uh, he, he, this was what his thoughts were about our future, which uh, I, I hope to agree with him one day. We do have a banking crisis. We do have inflation. Uh, we do have a very muddled policy of the government. And there is a land war in Europe that is going on that's quite serious and is threatening. All those true. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be true going forward. I mean, just when we came in into office on January 20th, 1981, Glenn, uh, we had Jimmy Carter. We had four presidents, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, and Carter, mm -hmm. what I call the four stooges. <laughs> the largest assemblage of bipartisan ignorance ever on planet Earth. The economy had tumbled. The stock market had fallen from 1966 to 1982. The stock market fell by like 65% in real terms. So we were at, at the tail end of a really bad hurricane, but we could turn it around. And I think right now is the same way. I mean, I'm feeling very depressed about the policies that are going on, as you mentioned, and everyone knows all of them every day, all the time. Biden wants more taxes. His budget's $6.9 You have people flipping you off all around the world. It's a, it is a bad picture. But I went, right now, I feel that this is a time for a cataclysmic change in U.S. policies and gives us the opportunity to really change the face of the earth all for the better. And I think the election of 2024 portends to be a really good election for truth, beauty, and the American way. That's me talking. Right. Now, the Republicans are right now as much a problem as are the Democrats. Hmm. Don't think of this in Republican-Democrat terms. Think of this in pro-growth, pro-freedom, tax cut, controlled spending, sound money. Think of it in those terms, not in terms of parties. And I, I think we can do it. He's an, he's an optimist. I love it. I love it. But, uh, well, again, this is somebody that's not a made-up expert. This is someone who has spent his life evaluating and seeing different things and putting two and two together and go, hey, hey that don't work <laughs> and didn't work. Uh, and uh, I, I made a mention that uh, Jimmy Carter uh, blesses. He's a I think he's a man with a good heart, but his ideas and just 
did not work. He he hired a bunch of inept people. His old uh, good old boy network is who he put in his cabinet, and they didn't know their butt my hole in the ground. Yeah. They had no idea what they were doing, and that made him one of the worst presidents in the history of the United States. Second worst now. And, but, yeah. And now he's no longer the worst. Yeah. We have a new worst. Yes, a new number one with a bullet. <laughs> well, I had some bozo come on and go, oh, he wasn't the worst by far. The hell he wasn't. Yeah. In our I lifetime, care. at least. Yeah. As far as managing how America works and that kind of stuff, just absolute worst policies. Yeah. And I'm going to guess this individual, they didn't come back on again, um, was not someone who lived through that. I remember, and we've talked about it before, where you'd pull up to gas stations, there were lines because there wasn't any fuel. And they had the, the odd even days too, right? To go over a dollar. They were a dollar gas. What? That that's crazy talk. They had to put like a house number sticker beside the pump because it wouldn't show you a want. Yeah. They weren't yeah. made to. Uh, um, so anybody who wants to uh, talk about that, uh, been there, done that, seen it, and it's just as bad now. And now this clown is uh, putting, stopping more of the oil and stuff from being done. And our economy is just going to get, I don't care what anybody says, it runs on oil. And if you think you can get away with all oil, they talk about it as it's only used for transportation. My eyeball, look at your phone. It's full of oil. Anything that's plastic is comes from oil. You would have nothing. Are we supposed to go back to horse and buggy where they think, oh, well, that was good. That was clean energy. The hell it was. It In the big cities, it was disease ridden with all the road apples, if you will, and stuff that were <laughs> caused from that. Uh, there were insects and stuff, and then they would carry that disease. And I don't care what you say. It was not a pleasant time at all. No. Uh, you can't get enough shovelers. I remember my dad complaining about uh, Rockefeller and that it could, this was all his, uh, it was a phony oil crisis. And, you know, I, I, I just remember that, you know, it was like the lines and you could only show up like every other day or something. I mean, God forbid if you had a long commute to work, which people back then really didn't have too much of a commute normally. <clears throat> but yeah, that was, uh, it, it was real ugly. And I, I could see us getting back. I think Biden just passed something recently where they're going to drill in Alaska, they, but it was going to drill in Alaska, but they want to do uh, more drilling and, and uh, try to get a, a pipeline of some sort. And he just went, Oh, that's not going to happen. No, no, no. It's like, really? Yeah. Well, even with all this crap that's going on, Biden just recently has uh, said that he's going to help Ukraine even more. Oh, <laughs> Here he is. And they'll deliver much-needed humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war, and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. <clears throat> it's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. It's also going to provide critical resources to address food shortages around the globe. The, now, this he's going to boost up the pensions. Are you are you serious? No, I, yeah, it, and we don't have money for the those that have paid fifty years, like myself, into Social Security. You're going to be taking a twenty percent cut here pretty soon oh, because yeah. there just isn't. Wait a minute. Well, if you took all the money you just gave them and you put it in Social Security and then invested it like you're supposed to, 
there would be plenty. But no, we keep giving it away. And then the other thing that's just happened, which is not going to help the economy, and Lord help me, I'm just not doing well today with names, but I know it's ESG, which is going to screw with 401ks. Oh. Uh, it's going to screw with uh, environmental possible... social governance. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. See, I knew you're so helpful today. Thank you. <laughs> I try to uh, help. The the house just voted it and and you would think it would be something. Nope, it went party line. The Democrats don't know oh, they want to screw with your money and they want to take more money away from you and give it to somebody who doesn't want to work for it. Yep. Kiss my butt. That stuff <laughs> irritates the crap out of oh, me. me too. I work my tail off for what I've got. And it is not a damn entitlement. Yes, I'm entitled to it. I paid into it. I want my share. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, the House passed it. And then you've got uh, the bozo that's head of um, uh, the Senate. Schumer said, oh, this will never see the light of day. This is not going to go through. So he won't even put it out on the floor for a vote or give anyone else a chance to vote on it. Because if he does, there may be just enough Democrats to go. We've got to, we're going to be losing our jobs if we don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And some of them are speaking up. I, I heard uh, Kristen Sinema and uh, and uh, Joe Manchin have, have criticized yeah. Biden quite a bit in the last six months or so. Uh, mm -hmm. So I mean, at least those two seem like they're they're willing to break party lines and and. Uh, well, she's no longer a Democrat. She's an independent. Oh, is she? She okay. left the party. Yep. Said nope. And well, and of course, like true Democrats, they're trying to get some money back that they gave her for when she got elected, whenever that was, before she decided to become an independent. We we well, we want our. Uh, you you need to give us back, and she's going no. No, I don't. I think the closer Manchin gets to his re-election campaign, I think the more he's going to be siding with the with the Republicans because people in West Virginia are not going to vote in people with the 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 lefty type attitude that a lot of people in Washington D.C. have. So if he starts aligning with those people a little bit too much, he's going to lose his re-election. They're already poor in West Virginia. Yeah. They can't afford to be any poorer. It, it is. Uh, we stopped in there on our travel across the U.S. in 2020, and. Um, that was uh, Charlotte, I think, is where we stopped, which is um, the capital. And oh, it's like, well, let's go. Charleston, yeah. yeah, Charleston. Yeah. And um, we were going to go get some groceries. So we were looking up Kroger's. OK, well, where's the nearest one? There it is. OK, fine. We'll just go there. And we went there and I went. It was down by railroad tracks and it was not and it was not a bad part of town, but you just saw people. It was an extremely poor part of town yeah. that was just, it wasn't bad, but it was just sad. Yeah. I mean, you could see that this is. And now that they've they shut down a lot of those anything. coal plants, uh, you got to wonder, it's it's got to be markedly worse than it was. It's oh, be. without a doubt. I mean, yeah. they don't have much there anyway. And all you're doing is making a bad situation worse. I, I just yeah. hate seeing that. Well, you know what we need? We need a palate cleanser. <laughs> yes, I think we had another subject that is going to get moved again. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, we'll talk about EVs eventually. 2024, the very least. <laughs> we'll get to it. Well, it's not like they're going away. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. It, we will always be on top of the, the news with that. Um, 
But here, here's our palate cleanser, Tommy Laren, which is uh, she 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 had uh, recorded this, and I can't do it any any better. Plus, it's uh, it's a little bit long, but uh, it, it's it kind of puts your faith back in humanity a little bit, which all of us could use. So uh, here's her story about Floyd uh, Floyd Barber. Hang on a second. Floyd Barber of Tucson, Arizona. He's a 91-year-old Korean War veteran who saved up just enough cash to get his teeth fixed. But on his way to the dentist, he stopped off to get gas with that envelope of cash in his pocket, and he was robbed by some trash woman who was soulless enough to rip off an elderly man at the gas pump. The woman got away and left Floyd standing there. All his cash he saved up for his teeth repair gone. Now, Floyd was naturally feeling pretty down and out about the situation, so he sought some comfort at his favorite restaurant, one he visits at least once a week, and his usual order is soup and a glass of milk. His server, Sherry, asked him how his day was going, and he spilled the story of his robbery. Sherry was taken aback, and as a mom and a daughter of veterans, she, like the rest of us, was in disbelief someone could do something so horrible to a man she described as the kindest soul. Sherry was determined to help him get his money back, so she reached out to the local news station and got Floyd on the broadcast, and she also set up a GoFundMe in his name. And in less than a week, the fund exceeded the goal of $10,000 as strangers and community members pitched in. Some not knowing how to use GoFundMe just walked up and gave Floyd some cash. Now, Floyd says the kindness of Sherry and those who pitched in restored his faith in people, and just reading the story, it helped restore mine. Look, this country is very divided right now, and it's likely going to get worse. Democrats are fighting Republicans. Republicans are fighting Republicans. And the vitriol and the spite and the injustice is already overwhelming. So it's easy to get caught up in it and cynical. But stories like Floyd serve as a reminder. Most people are good and decent and kind. So God bless our elderly. God bless our veterans. And God bless America. May we all fight the temptation to harden our hearts, even when it gets rough out there. Boy, I needed that. Yeah, that's... uh... Um, it's funny, you know, we've had the same, <laughs> uh, palate cleanser. We usually get together and go, well, I saw this and I saw that. And it's like, well, let's do this one. That was the one. We did it again. <laughs> we did it again, two weeks in a row. We both had the same story that we really liked. That's, yeah. you know, people come together and that's what America does is helps each other. Right. But it's gotten away from that. Uh, uh, I'm out in the country where it's a little more prevalent. Um, I think I've told the story of two cattle that somebody opened the gate on the far end of my pasture and they got out and walked down the road and the neighbors put them in a pen for me till I got home from work. Yeah. yeah Instead of just, oh, some poor bastard lost their cattle. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well so, I, I think the, the further you get away from the cities, the better people are. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, because you get even closer to Atlanta. I'm, I'm 50 miles from Atlanta. You get 10, 15 miles down the road, you start seeing middle fingers and and people acting crazy. <laughs> and it's just like, so, I mean, it is nice kind of living away from the city. And if, if, if you're, if you're like-minded like us, maybe it would be time to, if you have opportunity to, to move away from the city and man, I, I, I know that my cynicism would be off the charts if I lived closer to the city all the time, because my faith in humanity would, would be, uh, would just like Tommy had said, it, it, it can be, it can be pretty low, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to hear these stories. Yeah, it is. I, that's, you know, that's why I like living out here and the one I've talked about it. Yeah. I got a lot of work to do and stuff, but I don't think I could live in, in a suburb in a neighborhood where if you open the window to spit out the window, you hit the neighbor's house. It's like, that's, I I don't want to be a sardine in a big can. No, No, thank you. No, I'm with you a hundred percent. 
Well, anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. We are so glad you did. I hope you had fun, which uh, which it, chances are it'd be very difficult not to have fun with us. Uh, but <laughs> if you want to catch up on on, uh, on old episodes, go to uh, Google, Spotify. They're on all the platforms. Uh, you go to stayoffmylawn.us. Uh, the email is soml at duck.com. And don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Mentioning Richard's mustache, you will get a shout out. <laughs> So <laughs> we're glad you, you tuned in this week. We will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Take care. Well, we had fun and hope you did too. The opinions heard here today are not those of anyone other than Mike and Richard. If it made you laugh or go, hmm, or even, huh, then we've done our job. Sort of. Mostly, anyway. And if we made you think about things in a common-sense manner, we welcome you to the club. And if it didn't, then just stay off my lawn. See you next time.